0: Hey there, True Believers. Welcome to the Task Force X Headcast. A proud member of the Headcast family, I am your host, Aaron Moss, otherwise known as Head. The Task Force X Headcast follows the adventures of DC Comics' Task Force X. Task Force X was made up of the Suicide Squad comic, which was created by John Oshender and Ryan Scott, which started in the late 1980s, and the sister comic, Checkmate, created by Paul Kupperberg and Steve Irwin. These were two sides of DC's espionage comics. Task Force X is an off-the-books government strike team, made up of convicts with no hope for release, serving as expendable agents for impossible missions. Succeed, and I'll shave time off your sentences. If we don't... You'll be dead. Exactly. I will attempt to chronicle each title and all the books that the Suicide Squad and Checkmate appeared in during this era. We're the U.S. government. Who's going to blow the whistle on us? The convicts? Who'd believe them? You? (laughs) You're going to start a blog and expose us? Well, yeah, Amanda. A blog and a headcast. Those scumbags are trying to screw me. No, not at all, Amanda. I'm just trying to help everyone else discover the joy of the Suicide Squad. Anywho, hope you guys have as much fun of these comics as I did when I first read them. Oh, so many years ago. Punk. All right, Amanda. Bang. We'll return after these messages. You'd be feeling a lot better, Han, if you were listening to Dead Bothan Spies, a Star Wars podcast hosted by me, Ryan Daly. That doesn't sound too hard. It's not hard. You just check out Dead Bothan Spies on iTunes, Facebook, or the blog page, deadbothanspies.blogspot.com. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. Well, I, I don't know if terror is an appropriate description. It's a podcast that combines everything you love about me talking and some of what you love about Star Wars. I want to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi like my father. Fine, whatever. Do that after you listen to Dead and Spies. Yoda, you seek Yoda! No, you seek Dead and Spies, a Star Wars podcast. Check it out. It beats kissing a Wookiee, I would think. <laughs> Feels good. Hello, sweetie. My name is Aaron Moss, a.k.a. Head. I love Star Wars, comic books, movies, reading, comedy, and most things geeky. Come join me monthly, well, mostly monthly, as I talk about the things I like and a few of the things I hate. Where you may ask why I'm at Head Speaks. I can be found on iTunes under Head Speaks. And at my website at HeadSpeaks.com And then click on HeadCasts Also you can find me on Facebook and Google Plus Both under HeadSpeaks Come, take a listen This podcast is not endorsed or affiliated by Kid and Play Though, that would be cool, huh? I'll go ahead and let Kid and Play finish the promo out We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Today we bring you a special episode of Task Force X. Instead of issue four, uh, like I was planning on bringing you a suicide squad, today we're going to do something a little special. Well, I'm going to call it special. On today's special edition of Task Force X, I'm going to bring you a title called Convergence, Suicide Squad, Issue 1. Currently in the DC Universe, there's a little uh, crossover going on called Convergence. Uh, behind the scenes, apparently this is just a, a stopgap, a, uh, a temporary couple-month fill-in month. It's like assistant editor's months of old. Uh, DC's moving from New York to LA or California somewhere. And instead of trying to juggle the regular books, they're releasing these special two-month convergence, which looks at past DC uh, continuity, if you will. And this here a week or so ago, they released the Suicide Squad issue. It's two issues. Um, I decided I'm going to review these two issues real quick since they're new books, and they're out right now. Uh, well, the first one's out. The second one will come out next month, and I'll review it then. And then we'll get back in our regular scheduled program. Just a brief word about Convergence before we get started with the actual issue. Warning! Warning! Spoilers! Convergence is an eight-issue miniseries that comes out weekly from DC Comics. The premise behind Convergence? It's set on a world outside of time and space. Brainiac has used his access to Vanishing Point to roam the history of the DC Universe. Using it to deduct heroes and villains from the pre-Flashpoint and pre-Zero Hour and pre-Crisis on Infinite Earths, Eras, and across the multiverse, Brainiac amasses a collection of 50 cities, each one placed under a dome and contained on the mechanical world of Telos. Brainiac then opens the dome to see what happens. The suing chaos pits various DC heroes and villains and their alternate counterparts against each other as a villain known as Telos, arises to take advantage of the situation. That's the premise of Convergence. Um, I haven't read the actual Convergence titles yet because I'm still trying to get caught from my current monthly DC Comics. Um, But I have read the Suicide Squad one so I can review it here. Uh, That's all real backstory you need to know is that a bunch of cities have been captured by Brainiac and Penton Domes. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on to convergence. Suicide Squad issue one. The story credits for this issue is writer Frank Tierra, art Tom Mandrake, colors Cyan Mandrake, lettering Dave Sharp. The covers by John Paul Leon. Editor was Marie Javins. This bad boy costs three ninety nine. I know it's a jump up from what we've been doing, but then again, it's been 30 years ago, so... Uh, The cover date on this was June of 2015, but as I said, this was released just a few short weeks ago, on April the 15th of 2015. The title of this bad boy is called When Kingdoms Falls, Part 1. And now for the brief summary of the title, or the issue. The story starts with Amanda Waller laying bleeding out in front of the Kingdom Come Green Lantern. Uh, This was... Kingdom Come was a story from back in the mid-90s where, uh, if I remember right, it's been a while. The Joker killed Lois Lane. Superman went nuts and retired. And uh, the world became a darker place. More darker villains have, or heroes have came out. And uh, the Green Lantern that I'm referring to is Alan Scott, the Golden Age Green Lantern. Uh, he, he set up a super... Green Lantern structure, I believe it's up in space, where he was watching over the world. Anyways, uh, Amanda tells a third party that she should have known better than to trust him, and then he shoots her. Uh, meanwhile, Toy Man is trying to hire Deadshot and Captain Boomerang to kill Superman. Boomer mentions that there are more of them now, more Superman. I believe they're referring to right after the reign of Superman, where there's Superman, Steel, the Eradicator, Superboy, all running around. Anyways, as they're talking, a booming voice from outside starts talking. It says that each domain has to battle each other. And, again, for my recap of Convergence, I believe this is Brainiac talking. But we don't see any uh, signs of that in this issue yet. General Lane tells Amanda Waller to assemble the squad to fight the heroes from Kingdom Come. Carol Ferris, AKA Star Sapphire, tells the Wall that she'll go with them and help against the Green Lantern. We are introduced to the new squad mates: Bane, Black Manta, and Deathstroke. Plus, we have the old standbys of Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, Poison Ivy, Count Vertigo, and Bronze Tiger. Plus, they bring in the Cyborg Superman from again from the previous, the before mentioned. Reign of the Superman storyline. We then see Barbara Gordon, a.k.a. Oracle, talking to an unknown party, asking for their assistance. The last page shows the Mystery Man as none other than Lex Luthor. (laughs) To be continued. Now for my actual thoughts on this issue. Uh, We start with the cover. Uh, It's a decent cover. Uh, no offense to the artist, but it's not fantastically drawn. I mean, it it does have reminiscence of the Suicide Squad comic that we're reviewing, in my opinion, but not, not quite as well done. It has this classic Suicide Squad logo on it. We see, I believe that's Carol Ferris in the background, right in front of her. We do see Amanda Waller, uh, who's not, who we can see it's supposed to be the larger Amanda Waller that I'm fond of. On the other side of the panel, we see Cyborg Superman, Black Manna, Deathstroke, Poison Ivy, Bane, and Deadshot. And then we go into the story proper. Again, this artist was J.P. Leon. Like I say he's not bad. He's not quite as good as what we're used to, in my opinion. Uh, it's a decent cover. The layouts are nice. It's just the art looks a little, I don't know, unfinished. I don't know. Uh, So the first page, it shows a picture of the domed, a domed city. It says, Fight for your city. And it says, Pre-Zero Hour Metropolis versus Electropolis, Metropolis Kingdom Come Universe, and San Diego, California. The pictures, the Pre-Hour Zero Hour Metropolis shows, uh, it shows the burn area, Superman fighting off Doomsday's world ship. Electropolis shows the uh, page from the Crisis. We see the Golden Age Superman, Pariah. Uh, I can't make that kind of small here. A couple of multiple Earths, and we see Firestorm's legs. The San Diego, California is uh, Wildcats, I believe. And then below that, the Metropolis Kingdom Come Universe shows, uh, I believe it's the Spectre. And the pictures from... It's a... One of the Alex Ross pictures from the Kingdom Come storyline. And then as in my uh, synopsis, we start out with Amanda Waller and a word caption saying, I'm dying. Again, the art on this by Tom Mandrake. If I'm not mistaken, he worked with uh, Mr. Ostrander over on the uh, Spectre title for a while. And I enjoyed that here. Here, I, I don't care for his artwork on this title as much as I did over on the Spectre. Uh, people don't look quite right to me. Uh, it's not bad, but it's, I don't know, it's its not... It's not great artwork, in my opinion. I know Tom Mandrake, he is a good artist, uh, but he is very stylized. Like I say, he is good for like horror comics, like the Spectre, if you will. Uh, things like that. But for the Suicide Squad, he is going for kind of a realistic approaches, I call it, they do look more realistic, but it's a lot darker, grittier, which I don't mind the Suicide Squad. It just about the lines, it just doesn't sit right with me. Some of the, some of the faces don't look quite right. Uh, some better than others. Uh, then we go on to Amanda Waller. She's lying there bleeding. She's got thought balloons saying, that, you know, dying's not the worst part. It's because she failed. She failed the mission. She failed the team. She failed the world. Then we see Green Lantern, the Alan Scott version, saying that he's sorry things had done this way. And that's where, as I said previously, she's laying on the floor bleeding, saying, should have known better than to trust you. And we see a hand just shooting her, saying, yep. BAM! As the screen goes dark. Uh, then we get our Metropolis 40 hours earlier. Uh, we see Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, and uh, Toy Man sitting around eating and drinking. Ugh. Deadshot looks good in this, and then we finally get the reveal on the next page of Toy Man. He looks pretty good. Captain Boomerang, on the other hand, again, he's not badly drawn here. It's just if they didn't mention that it was Boomer or Boomerang, they've called him both. I wouldn't recognize who this is. It's a guy in a suit with sunglasses and a shaved head. As far as I recall, Boomerang's never had a shaved head. This doesn't look like Boomerang. I'm not quite sure why Tom Mandrake drew him with a shaved head. I don't know if that was something in the script. If maybe it'll be explained later on in this next issue or what's going on here. Uh, that's my only real quabble with this, this page. I mean, they're sitting around having dinner, and the two of them are talking, Boomerang and Floyd are talking. Kind of small talk. Floyd's like, I think I, I, I think I mistake most of all that fake steak. What do they call it again? And boomerangs, fake. Yeah, that whatever the hell that crap's made of. They can keep it. it tastes like friggin' sawdust. And so they're just in there talking and b.s.ing. Again, n- nice dialogue. Uh, I've got no problem with the the storyline or the art, or the dialogue here. It's just, and like I say the art's not bad on this page. Again, like I say, it's not. Tom Mandrick's not a bad artist. It's just some pages, some looks, just doesn't impress me. This page is good, other than. Again, I don't know why Boomerang's got a shaved head. And that kind of s- sticks my craw, kind of. What the heck? I don't, I don't understand that. But again, we continue on. And again, I'm liking the dialogue here. The only other problem with the dialogue is Captain Boomerang. He's not as Australian in his his speech as he normally is. Uh, but again, I know sometimes it's hard to write boomerang with an Australian accent as far as written dialogue without coming across as sounding uh, possibly, I don't know, was it racist or mocking uh, Australian, but... That's the only real problem with the dialogue. Otherwise, i say I'm enjoying Toy Toy Man's dialogue and Dead Shots. And what Boomerang's saying is not badly written. It's just, it's not quite his normal Australian slang and what have you that he normally uses this time frame. Uh, But as I said in the synopsis, Toy Man wants him to find and kill Superman. And that's when Boomerang says, A tall order, considering there's more than one now. And then Deadshot's like, but not undoable. Tell you what, I'll give you a deal, boy toy. A cool meal for the bunch. And then Boomer, uh, Deadshot points out the atomic skull sitting there in the restaurant with them. since the domes came came up, uh, it, it's been, I guess it's depowered a lot of the, the metahumans in the city. Apparently uh, Deadshot says uh, Superpowers ain't got no use in the city since the dome came down over it but what I got is skill and tech that's still alive and kicking. Because he's trying to convince Toyman to give him the million dollars for killing all four or killing whatever Superman they're out there at this time. And Toyman agrees. He shows them the case with the money in it. When said they are a rumble. And we go outside and we hear the mysterious voice, which I'm assuming is Brainiac, saying, you know, citizens of my world. In the sky, it's really cool. We see different scenes of different, uh, what I'm going to call different realities. We see a scene from, I'm assuming, maybe Earth-5. I think it was Earth-5, the Charlton Heroes. There's Blue Beetle and the Question. I believe there's Shazam right above him. It's hard to see. it, just his chin and the, the gold Rope that hose cape on. Uh, we see someone sitting in a prison with uh, manacles on. I can't. I don't know who, quite who that is. I can't tell from the artwork. And there's a girl beside him. We see. Uh, I believe that's Hoppy the Super Bunny. We see. Uh, I think it's Omak from the World's End type storylines. We see Swamp Thing, and I think it's Abigail Arcane. We see Aquaman and uh, Ocean Master, Wonder Woman. We see some soldiers and like uh, armor. Uh, we see I don't know who that is. It looks kind of like a Batmanish person. See some men talking, uh, and there's another panel. Oh, and this other panel from the side is it looks like the Crime Syndicate. But yeah, they're all uh, hexagons in the sky with these different images in it. And suddenly they, we hear that the, uh, someone says the dome's gone. Atomic Skull gets his powers back. And Toy Man says, well, that changes everything. And Deadshot says, no, nope, just got to kill somebody else for that mill now. That's all. As he shoots Toy Man in the head and just blows his brains out. Very nice artwork here. Again, I, I've said some... Bad things about the artwork, but on this page here, where Deadshot pulls his gun and shoots Toy Man in the head, we see De- uh, Toy Man falling to the ground, his glasses falling off. That's a very nice scene. I like this. I like the artwork here. Uh, we see the blood and the stuff just popping out of his brain as he gets shot in his head. We see him falling down. It's a very, very, very nicely drawn panel. I'm enjoying that very much so. And then as Boomerang and Deadshot's walking out, Boomerang's like, what's aiming mean for us? Deadshot means our top dog status in this town just went bye-bye. And I'm guessing that also means hello to Auntie Amanda. And as they walk out, we see uh, Toy Man Winslow Schlott laying there in a pool of his own blood, his glasses beside him. Again, another very nicely drawn scene. Again, it's got that what I call realistic approach. It looks very nice. I like this. This is one of my favorite pages in the book, I think. It's very nice. Uh, I'm not sure what page it's number. I don't see numbers on this, but it's page nine of the story, uh, counting the cover and that Metropolis uh, intro page I talked about earlier. Uh, moving on, where we see to Auntie Amanda. It looks like she's uh, her and Barbara Gordon is uh, watching some monitors, and we hear the voice of again. I believe it's Brainiac saying, hey, today your captivity com- turns to competition. Only one city will survive this day. Defenders of each domain will battle the other, and only the greatest of heroes will live. Deny me your people will be destroyed. Disobey me your cities will be crushed in my hand. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, again, the artwork on this page, it's, it's decent. Again, this is not quite... I mean, she's not quite as large as we're used to, but she's not the real skin skinny Amanda that we've had the last few years since the New 52. She's more in between... Uh, but she, she is a thicker woman. I like that. We see Barbara back in the wheelchair as Oracle. Uh, this must again. The, there is, as I said previously, there is spoilers in this. Um, not only spoilers for the storyline, but spoiler for what's going to come in the upcoming episodes of Task Force X. Uh, later on, uh, Barbara Gordon becomes a character known as Oracle, and she joins up. Somewhat, she helps the League out, or the League. She helps the Suicide Squad out. As Oracle. Uh, if you're familiar, I mean, again, this storyline is 30 years old, 20 years old, whatever, and her becoming Oracle happened many, many moons ago. So, I mean, if you don't know about that, I'm sorry, but it happened, and it's happening in the story, so I have to talk about it. Uh, so, from the dialogue, we hear that they waited a year for the dome to come down, and they get a warning buzzer, and Barbara says she set the device up to record possible transmissions from cities outside the Dome. Apparently other cities are reaching out and trying to make contact. And then we see uh, Carol Ferris. Again, she wasn't a big player. In fact, I don't think she ever showed up in the Suicide Squad, so I'm not sure so much what she's doing here yet. But other than for the story line. but Carol Ferris is on the scene and then we cut to Amanda talking to General Lane and Lane's telling her that you know in case you don't know General Lane is Lois and Lucy Lane's father he's a military man at some point in the comic, became general uh, he's telling Amanda Waller that they don't need her as councilman or councilwoman uh, they need the, as he, I'm going to quote him, I need the Amanda Waller that gets things done. And that's when he tells her the mission. Uh, again, the artwork on this page isn't bad. Amanda Waller looks a little rough. Again, not the scale, real skinny Waller we've had. She, she is very much more reminiscent of reminiscent. Uh, the Amanda Waller I know and love, the one that I keep asking for. But overall, the, the our work on this panel on this page is decent. I'm not gonna knock it too much. Uh, there are some worse pages in here. Uh, we go to the next page, where uh, Lane tells them that they're calling the operation. They're calling the mission that they're gonna be going on, Operation Kingdom Come, and we see a, a little over half page panel of characters from Kingdom Come. See Luke, uh, Superman in the Kingdom Come Superman outfit. We see the Flash as he was in Kingdom Come. Shazam, or a Black Adam, Power Girl, The Spectre, Hawkman, Wonder Woman, Doctor Fate, Red Robin, Batman, and someone with a cross on a big cross on his chest. I forget who that is. And off to the side we see. Uh, I'm going to assume it's Lex Luthor. Looks more like the Kingpin, but then again, in the early days of the uh, post-Crisis Burn Area Burn Era Burn Era of Superman. Sometimes Luther did look like the Kingpin, but we see it looks like Lex Luthor off on the side of the page here. Uh, I believe this is uh, Lane saying, Apparently our opponents come from a world populated with older versions of, well, ourselves. As we see a close-up on the Trinity. Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Amanda is all, well, is that good news? Older means easier, no? And Lane's like, don't count on it. Older also means more powerful. In this case, take your target, for example, Green Lantern. Alan's gotten this reality. Apparently, they tell us that Alan's absorbed the Lantern into himself. He's his own power source. And he has the capability to create something as powerful as this. And we see a giant floating city in the sky. He calls it New Oa. Or Oa. I never know how to pronounce that. And he says that it hovers over their city, uh, not only using it as a base of operations, but it makes it possible to launch an attack there are undetected. Uh, again, the artwork on this page, it's not too bad. Amanda still looks, looks a little rough. Uh, Green Lantern doesn't look too bad for the, for the art style. Floating City, what we can see, it looks pretty good. I uh, say so only, really, Again, my only qualm, again, with this page is Amanda looks a little rough in it, like she usually does in this book. And then the next page has a close-up of both Lane and then Waller. And again, Waller, we do see that she is overweight. But the best way I can describe it is it looks rough. I'm not quite sure. I'm sure it's just Mandrake's drawing. Again, very reminiscent of uh, what he used to do on the Spectre. Uh, To me, it just doesn't jive quite as well with the Suicide Squad. And Amanda tells Lane that she's going in on the mission. And to quote again, to quote her, she says, uh, Lane's like, Now Amanda. And Amanda's like, Now nothing, Sam. This isn't us throwing, overthrowing some banana republic in the middle of nowhere or taking out the super megalomaniac du jour. This is the fate of the world we're talking about. We can't screw this one up. Again, the artwork, uh, Amanda looks, except for that one close up of her face where it looks a little weak, the rest of the pages on here, or the panels on here, looks pretty good. I'm liking the artwork. Again, I'm liking the dialogue. This issue to me is very reminiscent of the old Suicide Squad that, again, I I keep complaining that I miss. Uh, And then we get Carol Ferris here. And she says that, you know, she knows that they're worried about her controlling her other half. But she has nothing to worry about. And she's like, this line here. She's like, you have nothing to worry about. Besides, who better take on a GL than Star Sapphire? And this page here is draw- very nice. Uh, Shag's not on here. Shag Matthews from the Firestorm fan. Uh, but I'm sure if he was, I'm sure if you read this issue, they show Sa- Star Sapphire in a costume. I'm sure he would say it. Star Sapphire is hot. Got that cover for you, Shag. Anyways. Apparently they say that Carol Ferris has had full control over the other half, which is Star Sapphire since the dome dissolved. And then we go along and we meet the other teammates. Again, decent. this page is mostly in shadows. We do get one close-up of Amanda's face, which looks, looks, looks pretty good. It's better than what it has looked the rest of the book. Uh, again, nice everything's in shadows as far as the prisoners we see. Um, knowing, having read this, knowing who they are, you can pick out who they are now. Again, I kind of read this earlier, so I'm not quite. I didn't really stop and linger here too long to see if I could figure out who it was before they told us. But hey, good artwork, and then we go on. Then we meet. We see Bane, Black Manta, and uh, Slade Wilson, aka Deathstroke. Again, the pictures here. They give us a little information about each of them. We got Bane, the man who broke the bats. He's got a mind that matches muscles. Apparently, he was transferred from Blackgate to Metropolis, they say. I'm not quite sure why they're a Metropolis. Usually, they operate out of, of Rev, which is closer to uh, Gotham. But, so they, they tell us here that they're in Metropolis. And maybe during the main destroy storyline, they would have pointed this out. Again, not having read that yet, I may have missed something. But, yeah, a very nice picture of Bane. Uh, then we see Black Manta. We find out that he's Aquaman's usual swimming park buddy. He washed up on the shores pre-dome. Apparently, at some point, Aquaman beat the snot out of him. And I like—I think this is probably Lane's statement. He says, "I don't need to be an Aquaman. Anything in that sky station, I'll tell you that much." And we see a close-up of uh, Black Manta's face. I like the look on his face—very determined, very, very angry. Very good. Again, I've talked so bad about the artwork, but this page is really nice. I'm really enjoying this artwork on this page. It's very fitting, in my opinion. And then we see our last one, Deathstroke, a.k.a. Slade Wilson. Again, they say a little about him. Super soldier, assassin, mercenary, most dangerous man alive. And although he he looks meaner than he looks... And again, they make a comment here that tells us kind of when this takes place in time. Uh, During the Teen Titans storyline, or the Teen Titans title back in the 80s, 90s, Marv Wolfman wrote a storyline called uh, Titans Hunt. Where the Teen Titans were fighting the Wildebeest Society, and they were hunting down the Teen Titans and and killing them off. Uh, During that storyline, we find out that Jericho was actually controlling the... uh, a corrupted, possessed Jericho, who is Deathstroke's son, a member of the Teen Titans, was controlling the Wildebeest Society at this time. And to save everybody, Deathstroke had to kill his son. He had to soar right through Jericho's, a.k.a. Joseph Wilson's back. Again, mentioned Shag again. I know Shag's not a big fan of jo- uh, Joseph... Jericho. I like Jericho myself. I think he's a really cool character. He's got a, a, an odd look. He's very 80s look. But I enjoyed him. But, anyways, I'm going off into a Titans rant there. So, they got Deathstroke, and they're saying that, uh, talking about how he's mean. Uh, someone says, having to kill your own son might have something to do with that. So, that tells us this takes place after the Titans Hunt storyline, where Deathstroke had to kill Jericho. And then we see the regular squad, the members I mentioned earlier. Vertigo, Deadshot, Poison Ivy, Boomerang, and Bronze Tiger. Everything looks good here, good good artwork on this page. Amanda looks good. Again, my only problem here is, uh, again, they still got Boomerang with no hair, but he does have his classic Captain Boomerang costume on, which makes me very happy and excited. I just wish I knew why Boomerang was bald in here, but... I know later in uh, the comics he would lo- start to lose his hair. So I don't know if he went bald by this time in the storyline or if he decided to shave. I'm not sure, but other than the boomerang's lack of hair, I, I like this panel. Again, very nice artwork. Carol Ferris is looking kind of cute here. Amanda Waller is looking very much at the wall here. Uh, very nice. And then we get introduced to the final member of the team, the cyborg Superman. Again, they give a little bit back on him that says, The one-time Hank Henshaw, now half-machine, half-toaster of Superman's powers. That's General Lane saying that, and Amanda pipes in with, You forgot to mention the mass murder of Coast City. And Lane says, Well, we're not recruiting Boy Scouts. And Amanda tells him that she's going to keep an eye on him, as we know she would, and she will. And then the Oracle's brought up, or Barbara... They just mentioned, ask where Barbara's at. And she said that she's already put her in motion, recruiting the last member of the team. And as we said earlier, we see her on the computer talking to somebody. And apparently, someone from an alternate, from one of the other worlds. Because I'm going go and quote these lines here. The voice of the computer says, Your oracle, am I correct? Barbara's like, Yes. Mysterious voice is all, My world had an oracle. Oracle's like, I've heard you would. And he's, of course, mine was brutally murdered by the Joker. And I do mean brutally. You see the one picture in the wheelchair? And if you've read the uh, killing joke story, we know that the Joker is the one that shot her, which caused her to be in the chair. And so Barbara says, Look, we didn't contact you to play. One of these things is not like this and the other in my city. And the voice is like, no, you contacted me to have me sell out my world. And they're sitting there talking about how Barbara's contacted them to try to switch sides to their world to help them out. And she says, you know, with that in mind, I need to know that you're not the one playing on me. Watch me we trust you? For one thing, your counterpart in my world will never do what you're doing. And then we see him opening a box with a big L on the front of it. There's a ring inside of it. Before I continue on, let me go ahead and talk about the artwork on these couple pages here. Again, very nice artwork. We see some close ups of Barbara. Barbara on a computer screen, some more close ups of Barbara. It's all very nice artwork. Uh, again, as I said, there's just a few pages in here that I don't care for the artwork. For the most part, I'm enjoying the artwork on this. Uh, it's good artwork, good writing. Uh, I'm enjoying the storyline. I'm still not quite sure how they're going to use Cyborg Superman because he can he can implant his conscious almost any computer device or electronic device. So I'm not sure what they've got in mind. Uh, I'm hoping, and I know Amanda Waller, she wouldn't use him unless she had a good way to control him. So we'll see Nexus, hopefully. And moving on to the last page of the story, uh, we see here at the bottom of this page where uh, the mysterious man says that he has some mirrors on his counterpart from our world, and despite it over the years, all his grand plans, all his foolproof schemes, I know I will never rule my world. I've accepted that. So I have decided if I can't rule it, I'll watch it burn instead. And we see, I believe this is Lex Luthor pulling out a ring and pinning it on. I've said some good stuff about the artwork. I've said some stuff that's not so great about the artwork. This last page, and this may be one of the things that leaves me you with know, the bad taste of the artwork. I don't care if they did Luther here. I, I don't know, It just its a very odd look for him. Uh, again, he does look Luther-like or Kingpin-like, uh, but, I don't know, it's just something about this this last page here that the artwork is... Uh, not so great. But overall, I enjoyed the artwork in the story. Uh, just Luther here just looks very odd. He does look Luther like, but he looks very I can't describe either way to describe it odd looking. And then we have our next issue blurb it says join Lex Luthor as he and his Suicide Squad teammates wage war on Kingdom Come and New Oa. And then we have the end of the story. Again, overall I enjoyed the story. The art or the uh, the writing was very good, the dialogue was good for the most part. Uh, and the artwork was good for the most part. Just a few pages or a few panels here and there. that just wasn't quite... perfect. But overall, I enjoyed this. I was very glad to read it. I can't wait till I get caught up on everything else so I can read the actual Convergence issues. Hopefully this makes a little more sense. Um, and then at the last... after this splash page, or the uh, big page of Luther, we get a Suicide Squad Convergence page, which basically... Uh, Gives a little background on the Suicide Squad, which I'll uh, recap in just a moment. We'll return after these messages. Hi, I'm Gene Hendricks. You may remember me from such shows as The Hammer Podcasts and The Quantum Cast. I'd like to tell you about some special shows that I'm doing with some of your favorite podcasters. These shows are all about the live-action versions of comic book characters, and I'm calling them... Legends of the Superheroes! In each episode, we'll be looking at a different TV show or movie featuring characters like... Wonder Woman! Dr. David Banner. And let's not forget about the non-superheroes, such as... Swamp Thing! Buck Rogers. And many more. Look for the Legends of the Superheroes specials under the Hammer Podcasts at 2 com. And now we're back for the convergence part of this, uh, the background information on the Suicide Squad. Again, I'm just going to read, it's a two-page spread, I'm just going to read most of the first page because the rest of it gives kind of spoiler information for upcoming episodes. Again, we got the, the classic Suicide Squad logo. And in between the text, it's an interspace of different scenes from the actual comic, which I really like. So it starts out it says, Congressional aide Amanda The Wall Waller reactivated a covert government operation known as Task Force X with the ingenious plan of using imprisoned supervillains to carry out secret and dangerous missions. She was joined by Rick Flagg, a member of the previous iteration of Task Force X. They made a very simple offer to each villain. Succeed in the mission, and all criminal charges would be dropped. With such high stakes, the group was known as the Suicide Squad. And then we see an image of Amanda talking to Rick Flagg. And she's saying, look, Colonel, we've got a job to do here, and I was told you're the man to do it. The question isn't whether you like the job or me or any of the others I've chosen. The only thing that matters is, can you do the job well? If not, tell me now so I can find someone who can. And she's basically dressing him down. The classic overweight Amanda that I love. Uh, And then the next panel shows Deadshot, Boomerang, and Amanda. And uh, Boomerang and Deadshot have the explosive bracelets on. Yeah, the text on this page says, Dealing with criminals wasn't something Waller took lightly. She had them fit with explosive bracelets that would detonate if they strayed too far from the mission or flag. Additionally, the hero known as Bronze Tiger joined Flag as added security on the missions. And again, back to the panel above that. Uh, Boomerang's like, hey, what is this? Deadshot, it's, it's ex- Deadshot's like, it's an explosive bracelet exactly like mine. Waller's like, "Called a little insurance policy, Aussie. You decide to wander away from Colonel Flag during this mission, and from now on, You'll be applauding one-handed. And again, this is a scene directly lifted from uh, an early episode or an early issue of uh, either Legends or the Suicide Squad. Great, great scene there. And then the next caption says, "Loyalty among Suicide Squad members was rare. Captain Boomerang had the opportunity to save Mindboggler on her first mission, but chose to do nothing because she had used her illusion powers to embarrass him in front of the team earlier, earlier in that day." And then we get the scene from issue two, which I covered a couple episodes ago, where Boomerang's like, Half a mo? What do I care? Bloody bike made me a laughing stock in front of the others. Nobody does that to me. And we see uh, one of the members of the Jihad shoots Mindbogger in the back, killing her. Again, that was covered in uh, an earlier episode of the series of the podcast. Uh, This was from Suicide Squad number two. And then I'm going to stop right there. The last panel on here uh, talks about Batman uh, crossing over into the Suicide Squad. I'm not going to get into that. But the rest of the, the next page basically covers briefly, very briefly, the rest of the Suicide Squad series. And it ends with the last issue of the series. I really like this. It kind of lets you know where we're at. Uh, We're not quite sure when the story takes place in the timeline, but it does give you a broad picture of the Suicide Squad and what they're about. I really like this little backup thing here. Um, Again, if if you're familiar with the Suicide Squad, definitely pick up this book and read this. Uh, Check out this last page here. It's very good. I enjoyed it. So to recap the issue, my thoughts on it... I enjoyed the art or the storyline. Uh, for the most part, I enjoyed the writing. I thought it was very good. I enjoyed what Frank Thierry, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. I enjoyed what he did on the book. I enjoyed the writing. Uh, the dialogue was very good. I enjoyed, again, I enjoyed this little backup section here, the last two page uh, recap of the suicide squad. I like that. And again, as far as Tom Mandrake's artwork, it wasn't bad. Uh, overall, I enjoyed it. There was just a few pages or a few panels here and there that just looked a little unfinished, a little rough, a little thrown together to me anyways. Uh, that last page of Luther was really distracting. I think that's part of the reason why, if that, especially that last page had been better, overall I would have liked it a whole lot better. But as it was, I enjoyed it. I definitely recommend this book. Especially if you're a Suicide Squad fan, especially if you loved uh, John Ostringer's Suicide Squad, this is very reminiscent of that. I recommend picking it up. Um, and we'll see here soon the uh, second part of this. I'll review that and we'll give my thoughts on that. Uh, but that'll do it for this uh, issue of Convergence, Suicide Squad, issue one. Definitely go out and pick it up. I, I enjoyed it, and I recommend it. Uh, give me just a minute. It is. We'll be right back. Calabac, yeah. decide. It is I, Darkseid. I command you to listen to the who podcast. Uncover the powers and weaknesses of the Super Friends so that I may destroy them. Aquaman and Superman, Animal Man and Plastic Man, Firestorm and Nuclear Man, Batman and Hawkman. Duty Man and Hour Man. Who are all these people, man? They're all part of the DC. Who's who? Wilter Boy and Mr. Gold, Lightning Lass and Hippolyta Phantom Stranger, Hittrick, and Arisia and Woody Winks. Hey, hey, hey. What? What about that one guy? What guy? Mr. Pretzel, Mr. Lipstick, Mr. Mitzelfuzzle? Mr. Mitzi's Pitlick? Yeah, him! He's also part of the DC. Who's who? Who's Who, the definitive podcast of the DC Universe. Available monthly at Aquaman Shrine, Firestorm Fan, and on iTunes and Stitcher as part of the Fire and Water podcast. And now for Suicide Notes. Uh, first, off, I'd like to say Ryan Daly and Asoni N are now following Task Force X on Google+. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. And Over on Facebook, on April the 12th, Gabriel Leal commented on a link that I shared about Adam Beach possibly playing Slipknot in Suicide Squad. Also, uh, Zeb Oswalt over on Facebook is now following us. Also, uh, on April 16th, again, our friend Gabriel Leal made a comment about my link about Will Smith going bald to play Deadshot. His comment was, I hope this movie tanks horribly. And again, I told him there, I'm going to say it here. I hope not. Again, I'm not happy with Will Smith playing Deadshot. I'm not happy that I'm shaving his head. It doesn't make me happy. But it's Suicide Squad. I don't want this movie to fail. I want it to be wonderful. Uh, hopefully things line up and the stars line up. and This movie's perfect. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, so I don't want to disagree with a reader or a listener of my podcast, but... Uh, Gabriel, I hope this doesn't fail. I hope this movie is a success, and I hope they do an excellent job on it. Though I do, I do know what you mean—that you hope it fails, that they realize they're screwing up. But uh, hopefully, things will work out right, and things will be better than what I'm looking—that I'm viewing it as. Anyways, also over on uh, Facebook, I'm gonna read off the list of names of people that have liked the Facebook page for Suicide Squad or for Task Force X. Uh, here we go. There's A.J. Flynn, a buddy Gene Hendricks. Who has the Hammer Strikes podcast, the Legends of the Superhero podcast, the Quasar Bands, I believe it's called, plus a few more all great podcasts. Uh, M. Anthony Gerardo, a buddy Mag over at the Unite DC Comics Project, Michelle Moss, a beautiful woman, Shag Matthews, who I've talked about constantly over on Firestorm Fan. Thanks, Fit Shag, my buddy Mamiro Cano Romero, Uh, he's wrote in on my, I believe it was my Head Speaks one before, Uh, Garrett Cutherson, Terry Richards, Bizarro Pete, Ryan Daly from the Fishnets, Stockings of Fishnets podcast, and Dead Bobs and Spies podcast, who, uh, just a little plug, I had him over on my last episode of Head Speaks, check it out if you haven't heard it yet, Uh, we talk about Star Wars, uh, thanks, Ryan, uh, Steve Peterson, Philip Brett, William Frege, and Jonathan Surgeon. Uh, thank you guys for liking the page and sticking with me. Hope you guys are all still listening to the podcast. Uh, let me know what you think. But that's it for our, our Facebook friends this episode. And you know what? Not only that, that's it for this episode of Task Force X. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it again. My final thoughts for today. Uh, again, tell a friend if you like the podcast. Tell you if, if, tell a friend if you know. Maybe they'll like it. Uh, whether you like it or not, send me an email. Let me know what you think about it. Give me some feedback. Send me an email. Leave a note on the blog at my website of HeadSpeaks.com. Uh, you go to Facebook or Google Plus. Look for Task Force X. Leave me a comment on there. Uh, definitely rate me on iTunes and Stitcher. I'm not sure if you can rate on Stitcher or not, but I know on iTunes you can. Definitely go there and rate me. Leave a comment on it. I know the more uh, reviews and the more uh, ratings I have on iTunes, it will help raise up the, the standings of it and let more people see it. So check it out. Again, you can find my podcast on my website. You can find it on iTunes and Stitcher Plus. It's available mostly monthly when I can. Check it out. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you enjoyed Convergence. Did you like that work better than I did? Am I being too optimistic about it? Uh, if you've read this, let me know what you guys think. I, I want to hear from you guys. Uh, this Again, I'm going to do this show whether I hear from you or not, but it helps out if I hear from you. Let me know what you like, what you don't like. Anywho, that's it. I'm done blabbling. Blabbling? Babbling about this. Um, next week... Next week, not next week, kids. It's next episode. Um, My original plan was to do the second issue of Convergence. Uh, There's some stuff going on in the background, uh, some stuff talking with some fellow podcasters on Facebook about. Um, There may... There'll be definitely be another special episode next week. It'll either be Convergence Part 2, or it'll be something totally different. Uh... But it's going to be a great episode. Trust me on this. If you liked what you heard so far, you'll love next week's. Uh, anyways, sorry we're getting off track of the actual Suicide Squad issues. Uh, here soon, we'll be back on track. Um, coming up in another couple of months, in July, we have our uh, one-year anniversary of Task Force X. I'm trying to make that a, a big, double, triple-sized ep- sized episode. But anyways, I'm coming up to an hour... I don't want to keep you guys. Uh, again, write in. Let me know what you think. Tell a friend. Spread the uh, Suicide Squad. Checkmate. The Task Force X Love across the world. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, later, squad mates. Thank you for listening to another great episode of Task Force X. I can also be found rambling on my main headcast of Head Speaks, where I rant and rave about movies, comics, geek stuff, and whatever is bugging me. Mate, you just act Crazy the Joker. <laughs> well, I try Boomer, but... Anyways, my home on the internet is at HeadSpeaks.com. H-e-a-d-s-p. E-A-K-S dot C-O-M. Links to my blog, which contain follow-up information to this and every headcast, can be found there. Both Task Force X and HeadSpeaks are on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at HeadSpeaks.com under HeadCasts. Please feel free to email me any questions, comments, or concerns to Task Force X at HeadSpeaks.com And if you want to record a message, you can send it to me at Task Force X at HeadSpeaks.com, and I'll play it on the air. I'm also on Facebook at Task Force X, and also on Google Plus, you can look for Task Force X under People Pages. All titles and characters discussed are owned and copyrighted by DC Comics. I claim no ownership to the Suicide Squad, Checkmate, or Task Force X. I'm just a big fan wanting to spread the Task Force X love with everyone else. DC Comics can be found on the web at dccomics.com Be sure to visit your local comic shop and look for Suicide Squad and Checkmate Comics And while you're there, see what else they have that may interest you Mother <laughs> Well make sure you join us here next time for another fun-filled headcast from your friendly neighborhood Brotherhead. In the meantime, I'll see you in the funny pages Yucky!